Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm your publisher, Billy Embody. Joining you guys from Dallas as I hit the road for the final week of spring practices across Texas high school football, hopefully uh, getting to see some prospects as the weather uh, in Dallas, uh, less than ideal, kicking off on Tuesday. But here we are uh, trying to get a look at some prospects. Uh, Lancaster on my list, Cedar Hill on my list. Uh, Cooper McDonald over at Justin Northwest is on my list. So got a few people to see. This week before basketball recruiting kind of picks up with Nike EYBL hitting Dallas and Adidas coming back around as well. So uh, might stop over at Adidas, but for sure spending a lot of my weekend watching the Nike EYBL circuit. Um, We've got a lot to get to on the podcast today um, that especially last week we didn't get to. Just was a loaded podcast. Cameron Jones committed, uh, had some subscriber questions to answer and and things of that nature. So we're going to do a little bit more of the subscriber questions that we didn't get to last week, specifically kind of basketball recruiting wise and kind of uh, share where some things stand on that front. Uh, It's not much, but it is what it is. Uh, And then on uh, Rice graduate transfer Zach Abercrombie, kind of give you some background on that, as well as uh, just kind of dive into more football news as well. Uh, We'll also be joined by A.J. Ricker, who is over in Nigeria for SMU's football camp. I'll have some snippets of my interview with him, still uh, talking with other coaches on the staff about their time in Nigeria to kind of see how it was and, um, you know, just that experience uh, for a story on it. So, Hope you guys will enjoy those snippets ahead of uh, what hopefully by the end of the week will be a full story on uh, the trip and uh, football camp they held, the youth camps they held in Nigeria. So jumping in to the news of last week, Zach Abercrombie, the Rice graduate transfer defensive tackle, announces he's headed to SMU through Pony Stampede. And look, I mean, this is a big deal. This is an all-conference USA-type player. Um a Dallas guy and and one that was highly touted coming out uh, of Dallas skyline. So he returns home for his final season of eligibility. Um, he's a big plug in the middle. I mean, he's somebody that is is you figure is right into that too deep right away. SMU did a really nice job here getting in on, in on him early. Um, it was somebody that uh, they targeted from the get go. Um, there was a natural connection. It was SMU and TCU, I think, that really had the strong early foothold. And look, um, SMU basically had this thing done for a long, long time. I mean, this has been a, a multi-month type commitment. I mean, I would have to go back and look, but I would say March, early March is when Zach and I, Zach at least first confirmed to me, he was like, hey, I'm coming, um, just kind of, you know, figure out all the graduate transfer or the paperwork, I've got to graduate and then apply for grad school. So he got approved last week uh, and accepted into his program. And uh, so pretty happy for Zach. He's a great guy. But SMU beat out, um, I mean, Michigan, uh, Mississippi State, uh, Iowa. I mean, there were a lot of teams coming after Zach. And and SMU gets to keep him home, uh, play his final year of college football in front of family and friends. And, I mean, again, a position that, honestly is probably the strength of the defense right now which i mean two three years ago to be even thinking about saying that is pretty unbelievable Uh, they've got depth that i I just 
I don't know what you do with. <laughs> I really don't. They've got about 10 defensive tackles now that they feel like can can play and contribute at a high level. I mean, you start with uh, you know Zach, and then you've got Pono Davis and Chris Biggers coming back. You've got Demerick Gary. Um, uh, you've got Jake Hoff. His waiver gets approved. Terrence Newman flashed last year. Um, you've got guys like Har- Harrison Loveless in there. I'm going to forget guys here because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, but, I mean, you get the point. I mean, they've got depth at defensive tackle. They've got depth at defensive ends. Um, I ran into uh, Randall Joyner uh, having dinner in New Orleans last week. Um, he was down visiting uh, Kari Coleman, and then uh, he was working with the Saints um, for some professional development, working with their defensive line coach, watching some film and things like that. But anyway, he just told me, he said, look, like, you know, we've, I've got six, you know, six, eight deep defensive ends that I can roll out there and rotate and get, get good quality snaps from. And I I think that whole defensive line is really going to surprise some people. I think pass rush is certainly still the, I would say a question mark there. Um, right. So how do they actually get pressure on the quarterback? I think they'll be able to collapse the pocket. Well, I feel like they'll be able to stop the run i just think that defensive line is going to be improved not only from the depth perspective that i mentioned but just the production because they'll be fresher because they'll be able to play you know more efficient snaps and so um anyway i mean i i do think the pass rush is going to be improved that's the i guess the one question mark for me there um as we enter the 2019 season but zach abercrombie a lot was last week's big news um on the podcast that we that we didn't get to cover um, so Zach jumps on board uh, for SMU. Now, on the football front, um, I'm going to close the front half of the podcast with a question I didn't get to, um, and it's a good one. Uh, come end of the year, who could you see as a surprise get for SMU, and could you see SMU potentially lose someone that it is currently in a good spot for? In- interesting to speculate. Also, seems we aren't recruiting linebacker hard. Is there a reason behind that? All right, so... And that question comes from SME Grad, who's a great Pony Stampede subscriber of ours. Check us out at PonyStampede.com and make sure you pick up a subscription. All right, so let's start with somebody who's a surprise guy that they could end up getting um, and uh, that, that, that most people wouldn't be expected, right? Uh, look, I, I, this is an interesting question because it, it, you just – Sometimes these guys come out of nowhere. I think Keontae Burns for me last year was this guy. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Loic Fungi. Uh, he's the Midland Lee wide receiver. I think this would be a surprise get for a lot of people nationally. SMU is going to host him for his first official visit on June 6th. Um, so that, that tells you at least where they stand in terms of his eyes. He's, he like, at least likes what he's seeing out of SMU. He would be one of the highest rated commits really and I'll have to check this on our all-time commit calculator but uh he would be right up there at the top he's at 88.91 on uh the 24/7 sports composite he's just outside of the top 350 overall players in the country so i mean that is just that would be just an absolute monster uh land for SMU yeah he would be he would be the third highest rated commit ever uh, for SMU, um, if if uh, uh, Loic Fungi uh, jumped on board, now he's six four, 
Uh, he's about 195 uh, wide receiver out of Midland League. Played basketball really well uh, as well. So that's a that's the type of athlete he is. He picked up a Texas offer. He didn't necessarily seem that intrigued with it though. So um, you know we'll see kind of what happens there. But now uh, an, another one on the defensive side of the ball uh, that I'm going to give you guys. Um, I'm going to go with Corbett Mims, and here's why. He's he's a Memphis, Tennessee, Kirby defensive tackle. He's 6'4", 235. He's got a great frame. He's probably going to develop in, into a much bigger player. Uh, think Demerick Gary when, when he jumped on board. Now, Ole Miss is the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorite, but we are playing a surprise game here. And, look, I, I from what I was told out of his camp, I'm, I'm close with somebody in his camp, he really likes the academic side of things. Don't be surprised if they get him on campus for an official visit. This is a little bit of a stretch one here, um, but he's a top 450 overall player. Uh, he's the number 40th ranked defensive tackle in the country. and uh, But that would be the surprise one. If they can get him on campus for an official visit, uh, shoot your shot, see what happens, and uh, go from there. So those are, uh, those are my two surprise ones for you. And then on the one that uh, you know, SMU's in a good spot for that you – might not see them land. I think this is another kind of easy one for me, at least. I would say South Lake Carroll offensive tackle Addison Penn. They feel like they're in a really good spot for him. Them in Boston College really duking it out there. But again, um, you know, he's taking an official visit to SMU. He's going to head back up to Boston College. He might take another visit. But there's a lot of smoke coming out of South Lake and and his camp that that has SMU at least like right right there, probably number one right now for him so can they hang on to that momentum and uh get him locked up that would be um somebody that would be a surprise for me at this point that they didn't land another one you can kind of group these together i think that they're they're in similar spots but it'll be Kari coleman and robert wooten i mean i'd be surprised if those aren't your two defensive ends in the 2019 recruiting class i mean SMU's just done a really good job recruiting them hard uh, they've had both on campus for official visits. Uh, Wooten has given very strong indications that he is jumping on board. Um, I mean, just really strong indications. So uh, that th- those two are, are ones to watch. And Kari named SMU's favorite. Uh, Rob, like I said, has given very strong indications that, that uh, he's going to jump on board when that time comes. And there's a lot of smoke out of his camp as well that – that that'd be the case. So those would be two that I would certainly be surprised by if they didn't jump on board with SMU at some point. As far as recruiting linebacker, um, SMU looks for some different things in linebackers. So I think this is this is a situation where one they they feel like they're going to get an official visit from Corey Flag, the Houston North Shore linebacker. Now I will say this about Corey: he did not. He's interesting right now I, because he, when he spoke with Mike Roche, he listed a bunch of Power 5 schools that, you know, he wants to visit and do this and do that, um, and he didn't list SMU. Now, the, the thing about Corey is he also tweeted at Kevin Kane like a day before that conversation to come see him in Houston. So it was kind of weird that he would go from that to not saying it. So I think what's going on with Corey right now is there's a lot of um, – you know, he wants to visit Power Fives, he wants to go camp and try to earn those spots, which is fine, but I, I don't think at 5'10", I just don't, 
I'd really be surprised if he ends up going to a, a like a school like Miami, which was one that he mentioned. I just don't I just don't see them ending up liking him enough to take him. But that's just me uh, kind of speculating there. I think he'll end up with some more middle of the road type destinations, some power fives for sure. But you know SMU is one that again has recruited him fairly hard um, and would love to see him jump on board. Another one, uh, Cooper McDonald is kind of an outside linebacker defensive end. He could. Uh, stay maybe as an outside linebacker in SMU scheme, you know, kind of a long athletic guy that can run. Um, but SMU is being pretty selective at linebacker this year. I mean, they, they, I mean, they have depth. I mean, they've got Jimmy Phillips, they've got Preston Ellison, uh, they've got JC wrist press. Uh, they have Trevor Denbo who they can move back eventually. Um, you know, they, they have, they have some options in the 2020 class that they're looking at, but they, you know, certainly have, um, you know, some, some guys that they, uh, they like where they're at right now and they're going to see kind of where the chips fall. It's a weird linebacker class. I'll say that as well. So keep that in mind. And then SMU is just, it seems as, as of now that they're going to be a little different, uh, in terms of recruiting linebackers and especially ones in the middle. So that'll wrap up the first part of this podcast. Uh, want to remind you guys to subscribe leave us a rating and a review on ponystampede.com wherever you um listen to podcasts and check us out there um but we'll be right back after this we'll talk a little basketball and then aj ricker wraps up the podcast uh with some tidbits on his uh trip to nigeria for those youth football camps we'll be right back after this hey i'm brett podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Uh, wanted to jump right into basketball recruiting. There's really not too much to share here. Um, we mentioned on the on the Pony Stampede board uh, that SMU had reached out to USC graduate transfer point guard Derek Thornton, uh, as well as everyone in the country, it seems like. I mean, this is a guy that will be highly touted. He's set to visit Gonzaga. Uh, so can, can Gonzaga get another guard uh, you know, to join the fray and play right away? 
they'll be one to watch for sure. They're getting a visit. Uh, SMU has some connections to play here, but I'm not overly confident that they'll be able to get Garrick Thornton on board. Um, as far as uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew, uh, he is the Canadian point guard that's considering reclassifying to 2019. Um, KT Turner has taken the lead on him uh, and, and you know has really kind of made him the the priority, I guess, as of late, uh, their, their camp is still trying to decide what they're going to do. I would imagine they make a decision in the next week or so as far as how they want to approach, uh, whether it's 2019 and 2020, um, you know, how they kind of, like I said, approach things and, and make decisions from there and then take visits. But I would think SMU would at least get a visit. They've got connections to Brookwood. They've recruited it well. Um, you know, Manuel Bandamel played for them, I believe. Um, and so, and then Isaiah Mike is on the roster as well. So I think SMU gets a visit there, um, but we'll have to see. Now, uh, there is one name that I can't share at all. It's just kind of a sticky situation right now. But um, what I can tell you is that it would be a huge deal um, for SMU. And I'll uh, let our Pony Stampede subscribers know when I can, uh, as far as this would be a guard uh you know, option for SMU, um, somebody that's not out there yet. So you're, you're probably not going to be able to figure it out <laughs> if you try, but, um, there are plenty of connections here. Uh, if it happens, you know, if, if things, you know, start to head that way, um, I'll drop notes on our pony stampede board. Um, and, uh, and even if it doesn't, if something changes, then I'll let you guys know as well. But right now it's looking like it'll be an option for SMU that would kind of be a game changer. So uh, keep it locked on PonyStampede.com for that. Uh, I would expect that news to probably come out in the coming days, uh, potentially a week. Um, but again, I can't say anything right now because it's still something that was mentioned to me outside of SMU circles um, as a team to watch for a player that's not yet available, if that makes sense. So um, keep an eye on that. Now, on uh, that's kind of it with basketball recruiting. It's the dead period right now, uh, or it's the quiet period now, I think. Quiet period. Uh, no, sorry, it's the dead period until the end of the week, and then it becomes a quiet period where you can only host people on campus. So can't go out and recruit anybody right now. Uh, you can't really go out and do anything after that. You can only host people. So, and then in mid-June, the evaluation period heats back up. So it's kind of a quiet time right now, um, not just from an actual quiet period standpoint, but just kind of how it goes in basketball recruiting. Uh, transfers are a little different, but, um, you know, SMU's trying. I mean, they're trying to get one more guard. So um, I, there's a chance roster attrition is done, but there's also a chance it's not. So we'll just have to monitor it and see kind of what happens. But, you know, like we saw with Charles Smith the fourth getting on board with SMU. I mean, a lot can happen in a short amount of time. So um, you just never know. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on everything, but there's just not much to share right now. I mean, everybody's just kind of got their head down trying to work some contacts, see if somebody's getting out of a letter of intent, seeing if somebody's looking to transfer, seeing if somebody who's in the draft that, you know, might come back is going to just go ahead and enter the portal. I mean, it's just kind of an uncertain time right now. And everybody on the staff is just working their contacts, trying to figure it all out. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, as far as uh, basketball, that's kind of it. So um, 
Quick tidbit, SMU did announce a home-and-home with UNLV. They'll go to Vegas this year and then SMU next year. Um, SMU is still working on another home-and-home with a Power 5 conference team that would start in Moody and then end uh, on the road next year in 2020. Uh, So keep an eye on that. I'm hearing it's relatively close to being announced. Um, It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Um, But, um, you know, I don't think... Uh, the the out of conference schedule shaping up to be anything incredible, as we've kind of seen. So um, <laughs> on to a little bit more of a feel good story. I caught up with AJ Ricker. He was on the road recruiting, and uh, I'm sorry if the audio kind of sucks on this, but look, it is what it is. Um, and I hope and I've kind of spliced it up where I, I think you guys get the best of the best of the interview. Um, so hope you guys enjoy this interview with AJ Ricker. Uh, AJ Ricker, uh, Rhett Lashley, um, Chris Brassfield, Anthony Crispino, um, James Andrews is one of their freelance uh, videographers. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody. Um, all and then Kaz Kaz uh, all went over to uh, Nigeria to host youth football camps uh, for five days. So uh, you know, in the middle of recruiting season, they worked their days around it where. Because you only have a certain number of days over this long period to do it. So they worked it where, like, okay, we'll go take five days, we'll do this, and then we'll come back and recruit. Uh, so pretty special time for them to go over to Nigeria to help some of these kids uh, just learn a game of football. I mean, they just ran them through basic drills and, and all of that. So um, they ran it uh, through a, 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 bas- a Nigerian basketball player. Um, I, the name is escaping me. But uh, he was the first Nigerian basketball player to be drafted, I believe, is the story. And so he's given back, and now he's started doing football side of things because he's seeing that's another avenue for Nigerian kids to go to America, get an education, and then go play football. So uh, they award scholarships and everything eventually to go do that, go over, do high school, and then uh, hopefully earn college scholarships. So really cool time. Uh, Here's some of what A.J. Ricker had to say. Um, on his time in Nigeria. I guess, how did it all come about for you guys? Through a GK's foundation, through a GK's, the first NBA player ever drafted straight from Africa to the NBA. Gotcha. So it's, it's his foundation, and I guess he gives 10 scholarships a year to bring kids over and you know, to where they had the opportunity to get a scholarship to play basketball or football. Well, it used to be all basketball, but since he's been over the States, he's realized that football is a really good opportunity for a lot of these big guys that, you know, maybe just not good enough for basketball, but got a big frame. So it's kind of turned into a football-basketball deal. Long story short, you know, so I thought it would be a good idea to, you know, kind of give back and get involved and, his foundation was doing like a youth camp and uh, we went over there and helped teach American football. So it was awesome. That's great. That's great. I guess, I guess what did, what did you kind of take away from the uh, experience? Well, I mean, there are multiple things. You know, one of the biggest thing is, you know, we sit here and complain about a lot of stuff we don't have or this and that and the other and, it really just gives you a whole perspective on what's really important in life. And, um, you know, sometimes we, sometimes I know I do it. It's a fact that I live outside my means of what I really need. 
you know, here's kids that are just dying, yes or no, sir, engaged, um, just want to learn and, and have fun. And sometimes we get caught up in all the other stuff. But really what's really important is, is those kids. What um, I guess what do you have them do day-to-day, like while you're over there for the camp? So really what we did is we, we broke it down to, like, individual. And then yeah. we, we did testing. So we had stations, you know, kind of teaching them, you know, because for whatever reason, all the kids know about, like, the combine and what they test for in the combine. So they were asking a lot of those questions. So we kind of did a little circuit with broad jump. 40, um, you know, just kind of telling the kids, hey, this is kind of what they look for. This is why you're testing the broad jump. It's about hip explosion, ankle, all that. Um, and then we we finished it with, so kind of started some kind of testing and some kind of individual. So everybody learned how to get in the stance and play offensive line. Um, and then we finished it with, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's kind of, Basically, just them playing games, you know, had six teams, and, you know, you had four downs to get to the halfway mark, you get another four downs to score, and they had fun with that. You know, the one thing was, you know, just like anything else, they scare you to death before you go over there, you know, about, hey, Nigeria just had an election, not a safe place to be, blah, blah, blah. But like anything else, it was... Not half as bad as what everyone said. You know, they right. did a great job with hospitality and, and the people and the food. I mean, it was unreal. Obviously, I'm going to talk about the food. But, um, <laughs> the food was good, huh? Oh, super spicy. It was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> I definitely stepped out of my comfort zone and tried everything. Okay. Um, but it was really, you know what I mean? The hospitality was, was first class. You know, it's something I'd like to do again. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, really, really just interesting stuff there from AJ, um, SMU's new offensive line coach. So uh, that wraps up the Pony Stampede podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, hope you guys will continue to stick around PonyStampede.com as we navigate this summer. More official visits are set to kick off in June as we quickly approach that. So we'll keep you guys in the loop on those, um, as well as anything that pops up basketball and football-wise. So hope you guys enjoy the pod. Uh, have a great rest of the week.